0: What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. I am your host, as always, Jack Vita, back here in action, taping the second podcast episode of the day. I spoke earlier with T-Bird, Teresa T-Bird Cooper from Survivor Africa, the third season of Survivor, Hard, lifelong Atlanta Braves fan. She called in. She was at the game the other night, so we had a special bonus episode talked a little bit of Braves with T-Bird. T-Bird's an absolute delight and a great joy. You guys are going to love that episode. A lot of football. Last week, I spoke with Garrett Powell, and Garrett's actually going to call in here in a short bit. And then, of course, uh, we're going to bring in, later on, we're going to bring in Ryan Packett, who's going to help me recap the ALCS and the NLCS and then we'll preview the World Series of course now busy busy time on the show I spoke last week with Mickey Morandini. a week prior to that we had Albert and Arrestes Estrade here it's been we've had a lot of great guests and it's going to continue to be that way we're going to have our college basketball season preview dropping sometime next week and we'll also be bringing you more baseball coverage more uh, football coverage and Yeah, just uh, working hard over here on the Jack Vita Show, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. So make sure you guys are all subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss out. Log on to my website, jackvita.com, and uh, yeah, lots of great content over there. All right, let me bring in Garrett. At this time, I would like to welcome in the man who called it back on June 20th when it was doom and gloom. He did it on this show. And he said that the Braves are going to the World Series. He's a diehard Braves fan. Garrett Powell, he called it. Welcome back, Garrett. It's great to have you here.
1: Yo, yo, yo. Good to be back, Jack. Thanks for having me. Glad, we, uh, glad we're having this conversation now <laughs> after that uh, bold prediction in June. I absolutely loved
0: the Instagram story the other night. You said, I told you, Jack. I told you. <laughs>
1: And I was just waiting on it and I was like, guys, I mean, we're so close. My prediction is looking really good. Just don't screw it up anyway. Come on. <laughs> and, uh, no, nah, they, they, they play well, man. It was great to see.
0: Thoughts on the NLCS? Where'd you watch it?
1: I watched it at my house. I, uh, I've been, I'm in the middle of a fitness program. So I'm trying to do everything I can to focus on sleep. But man, I had to stay up for that game a little bit, um, it's just one of those games where, I mean, because, you know, we grew up – well, you're a little younger than me, but I grew up in the era where the Braves just dominated, like early 2000s, Chipper yep. Jones, just everyone, John Smoltz. Um, and so those are the Braves I'm used to. And obviously the past, I mean, shoot, you think say decade or so, we've just kind of been a disappointment compared to those years. Um, so I think everyone knew we'd get back here. No one really knew when. I mean, we thought last year was going to be the year, but obviously that didn't happen. This year, you know, we start off pretty rough, but um, obviously I was maybe a little too optimistic, but <laughs> it worked out, man. Thanks for it. So
0: I was born in 94. I think you were, in what, 91? Are you 90?
2: 91, yes. 91. I guess you do remember it.
0: Well, I knew you turned 30 recently, so that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, otherwise, I would have had... I. I don't know. I think I have a pretty good memory. But anyway, ninety. I was 94, so I caught like the tail end of that, just in terms of like, the, from like 2000 to 2005 they won the division all those years, and they went 15 or 16 straight years as the – well, first it was the NL West, and they move over to the NL East, but after the lockout season or the, the strike season, they reshuffle the divisions, and they, they won the division 16 years in a row – as you mentioned, they tried to put together another core like in the early 2010s, like late 2000s. It was like with Jason Hayward and Justin Upton. And they figured out at some point that, like, around 2013, 2014, it's like this core isn't going to get there. So let's hang on to Freddie and we'll gut the rest of the roster. So they made that the Jason Hayward trade was masterful. They picked up at that time, they got Shelby Miller, and then they flipped him for Dansby Swanson. They have drafted and developed talent exceptionally well since then. As you mentioned, laying the groundwork for what we've seen over these past few years, and the last three years, they had come so... They, not, not so close, but they've been improving year to year. Last year, they got within one game of doing it, and uh, now they've done it. They won that NL pennant.
1: Yeah, man, and I actually wasn't a fan of that trade, to be honest with you, at all, man. (laughs) It's, um, I mean, that guy was the face of the team, I felt like, and everyone loved him, and, you know, it's one of those things where, I mean, you know, to move on is to grow, and you got to make a choice of, all right, are we going to just be happy being middle of the field, or do we want to build something better than this, and, um I mean, man, it uh, shows you that, I don't know, <laughs> <You> know <laughs> it did leak. It ended up being a really good trade. So, it was, I mean, you, you know, I'm just so used to, like, again, like back in the um, Smoltz-Maddox-Glavin era, like just dominating off the mound. Um I mean, that's one of the braids I've always been used to. And, I mean, it's obviously gone. It's kind of one of those things where in the time, you kind of wonder what management is doing, but now you look back and it all just makes perfect sense, and you kind of see the vision they have for this team. So I guess there needs to be a little more trust in my eye uh, corner next time we make a big trade like that.
0: <laughs> so how are you feeling today? You're pretty pumped up for tomorrow. We're taping this on a Monday. World Series starts on Tuesday. How are, you, how are you doing? How's morale? I'm stoked, man. I'm
1: stoked. I am freaking stoked. I'm ready to go in there and just tear the Astros a new one. I'm still pretty <laughs> ticked off at those guys. I mean, I feel like it was a big deal for like six months and people just forgot about the crap they pulled. And so I just hope we we just bury them. Um, but we'll see, man. I don't have a prediction who's going to win. I feel like my luck's kind of run out <laughs> by, uh, by saying that we were making it to the World Series in general. But... We'll see, man. We'll okay. See.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I you have to be pumped. So the last time they made the World Series was 1999. You would have been eight years old. Do you remember it at all?
1: I want to say yes, but no. I, I do know that 99 was the last year of the Smoltz-Glavin-Maddox um, era. I think 99 was the last no, year. No,
0: no, because they had those guys up through, like, 2003 or 2004.
1: Oh, did they?
2: Smoltz- Okay.
0: Yeah. The Glavin left as a free agent, I think, after '04. Maddox after '04, and then Smoltz stayed there up through maybe like '07. He went over to the Cardinals for a little bit, and I think he came back and retired at Brave. But the Chipper
1: was there for like 20 years. Yeah. When? All uh, right. So you can answer. I was thinking about this the other day. When was the year when uh, Smoltz transferred from uh, closer to starter? So I remember in '02.
0: He was closing. So he was starting games up until 02. And then I want to say, I, it was either 01 or 02 because I remember him in the All Star game in Milwaukee in 02 and he was a reliever. And I was like, oh, that's weird because I, I, I had watched, you know, I, I was still really young, but I mm-hmm. watched a lot of old baseball films and I'd seen him pitch in the World Series against the Twins and I, he was a beast. And so that had to have been. I don't honestly I don't remember I'd have to look up to see like when was why was it that they moved him over, but it had to be after John Rocker was gone.
1: Yeah. They um, I mean they uh that was kind of like a big shock to everybody. I mean again I didn't fully understand it when it happened. I was just like I was like I knew what a closer was, I knew the purpose of a closer, but I didn't really fully grasp what a big deal it was just to swap from closer to starter. And but I mean that dude went off, man. Um so yeah, he had were... Tommy
0: John in 2000, and then 2002 was his first full season. So they brought him in in 01. They wanted to put they had him on an innings count, and he came back later in the season because he had Tommy John. And then oh two, 02, he was the, a full time closer that year. And then he came back to the rotation in 05, and then he okay. he wasn't in the bullpen again. So, he, so 02, 01, 02, 03, 04. So he spent three and a half years in the bullpen. And he was
1: a great closer at that too. Yeah, he was. He really was, man. So it was, again, it was kind of one of those shocking changes, but again, I mean, it (laughs) works. Just to show you, those guys know what they're doing.
0: (laughs) They do. So, uh, you got any other thoughts before I make you give a pick here on this brave series season and this world series that's coming up.
1: Freddie's catching fire, man. Freddie is catching fire. That, that That's my prediction.
0: Um, that's your one prediction. You're not going to give me
1: wanted. a. C- Man, all right. All right. It's, Braves are going to win in seven. It's okay. Going to distance. That's what I like. Yeah. All right. It's going to distance. I'm going to say um, World Series MVP is going to be Freddie. That's a bold prediction, especially the crap he was, uh, how bad he was playing um, early part of the last series, but. Man, I think he's, uh, I I just think he's one of those guys. He's like such an opportunist player in general. And I think because he's had such a bad streak, he's just going to be like, listen, it's World Series. I just got to step my game up. And I think he's going to go off. Um, So, Brazen 7. The seventh game is going to be a blowout, like 9 2 or something like that. And Freddie's going to go off.
0: 9 2. Freddie's going to go off. Okay. Okay. I like the picks. Now, I will say. I made a very, very bold prediction before the season started and I said Chris Bryant is going to be World Series MVP as a member of the Atlanta Braves and clearly that's not going to happen because I was predicting that they would trade Austin Riley for Chris Bryant and boy are the Braves glad that they didn't do that. So I think it would be fitting if, I think it'd be fitting if Austin Riley is the World Series MVP.
1: And he might not be far off with that one, man. Um, I'm curious to see what uh, um, friggin' Peterson does, though. He's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's just no telling, dude. There's no telling. <laughs> there's such... Again, like, the, the thing for the whole year is when people are struggling... Again, we call it brother-in-law in golf. Like, if your partner has a bad hole and you have a great hole, it's called your brother-in-law in really well. And the Braves have done that the whole year. Like I said back in June, they such a scrappy team and just find ways to win. So it's hard to tell... And it's so hard to predict who's going to be on. But I guess the only reason why I'm saying Freddie's going to be on is because he's coming off such a dead streak. Um, I know he played better towards the end, but, man, overall his game is trending upwards at the right time. That's that's the reason for my prediction.
0: All right. There we go. All right. Well, Garrett, this was great. Is there anything else you want to add before we say goodbye for now?
1: No, nah, man, that's it. <laughs> I've been pretty bold already, so we'll keep it at that. <laughs>
0: All right. Good luck to your Braves, and uh, I hope for for my sake and for yours that you're calling in next week, celebrating a Braves World Championship.
1: Let's do it, man. Go and set the game. We'll see what happens.
0: All right. Good stuff. Thank you for your time, Garrett.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Jack.
0: All right. It was great checking in with Garrett, and uh, once again, props to him for getting that. He called it back in. He called it back in June on this show. He said the Braves are going to the World Series. Nobody probably, I don't think anyone believed him, but the Braves made it. And uh, so props to him for making the bold pick and uh, always fun chatting with him. All right, so now I already taped this in advance. So I taped my conversation with Ryan Packett and I'm going to bring you that in a second. But I just want to say, as I was listening to the recording and we, we, we noticed it as we were recording. We went live on Twitter. There's a really strange fluttery noise coming in through Ryan's uh, side of things. So uh, we don't necessarily know what was causing that background noise, but um, it may be a little distracting. It may be a little annoying. I just wanted to let you know in advance of what you're listening to. So I, if you choose to opt out at some point, I get it. But I wanted to warn you because normally we don't have that sound on this podcast. It was just a strange occurrence. Um, it's a little, yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little muffled. But I hope you will listen and are able to get look past it because the subject matter and content is really, really, really good. And Ryan's a really sharp, really smart guy, knows a lot about the game of baseball, And I always enjoy chatting with him. So uh, you can hear our World Series picks and all of our thoughts on the ALCS and NLCS. Let me bring you into that right now. Let's make some more great content today, Ryan. How are you doing, first and foremost?
2: I'm doing well. And I'd also like to throw out there quickly that T-Bird wore a hat of an MLB team on Survivor before it was cool so (laughs) she did that's a great (laughs) um, that's a great
0: bit of information i actually as i was chatting with her i said i'm like hey t-bird weren't you it was you clarence black and carl dr carl you guys all had mlb caps and no one had ever done that before on survivor so i'm glad you pointed that out
2: um but i'm doing well i'm trying to enjoy the postseason as much as i can obviously it's not the same when um. Your team of choice isn't in there, but I'm also used to that at this point. <laughs> but uh, also, my uh, did you fill out a bracket like put pre uh, or did you make like official predictions or whatever? Yeah,
0: we did a preview show. I think it was three weeks ago. I did that one with Brian Cohen.
2: Oh yeah, it might not be good of me to say this, but mine was absolute garbage <laughs> um i got one the only thing i got right was the dodgers beating uh, the cardinals in the wild card game which if i hadn't get one thing right that's the one i wanted to get right but wow i had uh, i had rays or, or i had i had giants over rays in the uh, world series which uh
0: i had rays over giants in the world series okay. and
2: i don't feel so bad now
0: <laughs> i had the i had the two world series teams at least advancing to the championship series so That's something, but this is what's so great about the sport of baseball. We haven't had a repeat champion since that stretch. The Yankees won 98, 99, 2000. Since then, nobody's won the world series in back to back years. And now it's fitting that the Braves were a part of one of those teams going back to back. And now here they are in the world series, really a team that against all odds, Reminds me a little bit, actually a lot a bit, of the 2019 Washington Nationals. This feels like a similar matchup where you had a team that slow start. Now, the Nationals had, I think they were 19-31 and 31 to open the season. Braves didn't have that big of an uphill climb, but they had a significant climb. They were 33-36 and 36 at the time that Garrett made that bold prediction that they would uh, get to the World Series. They were five and a half games out. They had some things play in their favor in terms of the Mets and, uh, of course, the Phillies sort of bowing out. Phillies couldn't quite get there, and then the Mets just entirely collapsed. But let's give all the credit in the world to the Braves. The last time you and I talked was on that trade deadline, and they picked up some outfielders on the cheap, entirely remade their outfield, and since then, best record... In Major League Baseball. Playoffs included. 44 and 22.
2: Uh-huh. I believe we both predicted the Braves to win the division too. On that podcast. I to think you, a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think you actually were the one who said Braves. I was actually thinking the Phillies would. Because I looked at the Phillies schedule. And I was like. they. I, th- I think what I said was. The Phillies should win this division. Doesn't mean they will. They should. They're the easiest way to do it. But uh, yeah. The Braves put it together similar kind of story night 2019 nationals and now we have the same team that the nationals beat facing
2: off with their nl east Mm -hmm. rival yeah it, it should be a good one um two teams that have had kind of similar makeups though this year in terms of like they're both more offensively talented opposed to pitching wise and their pitching has kind of just been like piece together both of them they're both um i mean like astros obviously don't have verlander and um braves didn't have soroka um they've also they've both had a lot of injuries the braves obviously lost ronald acuna jr i mean i don't think anyone predicted them to make it after that happened i that would have happened after garrett had made his prediction i believe yeah Um, but um i I don't know. I, I certainly didn't think they were going. to... Once Acuna went down, there was no way they'd win the division, let alone get to the World Series. Um, so it's it's impressive, but teams like that are dangerous. That get hot at the end, and I mean, they just took down the Dodgers, and they they made the Brewer a very very good Brewers team. Um, good, really not even that that series was. I mean, it was kind of tight, kind of not. I mean, it was I it wasn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't all that uh close, really. Yeah. they kind of handled the Brewers pretty good, pretty easily, which was shocking to me. And uh, and then obviously beating the Dodgers and not even going to seven games. Um, I guess now that I think about it, both teams went four games in the DS and six in the CS. So I don't know what that matters. I both both have the same amount of uh, mileage on them as far as postseason goes.
0: Yeah, the thing is, is you want to just be peaking at the right time, playing your best baseball, and that's well, you I, That was I ended up having the Dodgers lose in the wild card game in my prediction. I I didn't think the Dodgers were going to get to the World Series when I previewed the playoffs because I looked at it I'm like they're losing Muncie and Kershaw at the wrong time, and then you look at a team like the Braves where, yeah, you know they had a lot of injuries, but they had. They have one, they got great team chemistry, but two, just they're playing their best baseball at the right time. They're heating up. I don't think anyone's playing better baseball than the Atlanta Braves right now.
2: Yeah. And they also have this just young, fearless attitude about them, especially on the offensive end uh, and full of guys that outside of the Freddie Freemans and Ozzy Albies, they've kind of got like some platoon guys or guys that have. Like a Jorge Soler, who's like had really good seasons and some really poor seasons. And you have like, um, Adam Duvall's all or nothing, Jacques Peterson, platoon guy with the Dodgers that are really hitting their stride at the right time. Dansby Swanson's kind of turning into the player that you'd expect a number one draft pick to be, right? Uh, Austin Riley, I mean. I know some people are talking about it, but you definitely have to talk about him as an MVP candidate. If you truly believe the definition of an MVP should be most valuable player and not best player, Um, he's got to be up there. Definitely top 10. Uh, He's really figured it out, and he's scary. So this this, uh, Braves lineup is, uh, I mean, one through eight, they can jump the yard on you for sure, but uh, they're – they're very capable of putting up some runs and they're, they're, uh, they're fearless. And I, um, I believe Albert said it like Jacques Peterson with like his pearl necklace. And, <laughs> like he's just, they're just loose. They're not gripping the bat tight or it's, and they're just, they're just playing like having fun, normal baseball.
0: Yeah. I think the other thing in terms of the Dodgers side of things is I th- it's really hard to beat the same team in the playoffs three straight times. And I know they didn't face off in 2019 Braves lost the Cardinals that year, but they faced them in 18. And then last year the Braves got about as close as you can to getting the world series without actually getting there. And this time, I just think it, the Braves are whether you want to say it or not, there's like they're kind of like a Dodgers light. They're like a Dodgers spawn in the East where they're now they've won their division four straight years. That's really hard to do in this modern game, especially when you don't have like a massive payroll, like the Braves do. Uh, I should say like, like the Dodgers do, but I, I think that was something that was playing in the favor. Well, I should play working against the Dodgers is, you know, the Dodgers have, they I don't want to say they run out of steam, but they lost some key guys. They weren't peaking at the right time. They caught it close with St. Louis. They caught it close with the Giants. And they couldn't afford to cut it close this time in Atlanta.
2: I don't know if the uh, um, division divisional um, assignments will realign at all. But if they don't, I'll go ahead and say... And I'm, I'm not just saying this to be outlandish. I think Braves, they've won four in a row. I'm going to say they're going to win at least seven in a row because they have the right combination of young guys coming up under team control that they have on really good contracts. Actually, like the Ozzy Albies contract is like ridiculous. It, even when it happened, everyone said it was ridiculous, and no one's changed their mind on that. Uh, and the Nationals, um, probably not going to be there for a while marlins are better than people give them credit for but probably going to be a while there too um that's still this question mark and then phillies just they haven't got over that hump so I, I think it's very possible if the braves were able to win the division this year with beat up without acuna without that great of a rotation i think going forward it why should you expect anything different? And I don't think it's that outlandish at all. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say it: I think they'll win at least seven in a row. I like
0: the take. Uh, I can pull that clip up three years from now.
2: I hope they don't realign <laughs> the divisions to where I like ruins my take here. But I don't
0: think we're going to have division realignment until we expand. And I don't think we're going to add two more teams over the next three years. I think we're going. It's going to take a little longer than that, but. Um, hey, do you know what that background noise is, no, by the way?
2: I don't. Do you hear it? Yeah. That's yeah. Huh. when you talk... Well, I mean... not. <laughs> All right, whatever.
0: We keep going, but... Any- <laughs> I
2: think it's whenever you talk... I mean, I'm not trying to... Yeah. Under the bus, but yeah.
0: I think it's maybe the echo coming through your phone or something like that. Oh,
2: damn it. Whatever, we're good. We're good. Okay. But
0: anyway... Uh, not to get too sidetracked here. I I don't think that's a crazy take because all you had to do this year was win eighty-eight games to win the NL East. And the Braves with it's kind of like they got a free year this year. Eighty-eight they only had to win eighty-eight games. They win the division, they keep going. Dodgers had a down year in twenty eighteen, and then they came back up in nineteen and twenty and twenty one. You know, we've seen it. So this was kind of their down year where the, oh, everything that could have gone wrong did. They still managed to win the division. I talked about it with T Bird. The Braves were able to get all four of those outfielders. Peterson, uh Rosario, who's just on fire right now. We've got or they've got uh set Rosario
2: 14 hits.
0: Who's that? What was that?
2: They set a record for a postseason series with 14 hmm. hits.
0: Yeah. And he only, needed six, he only needed six games to do it.
2: Right. That's true. Yeah. No kidding.
0: <laughs> Rosario, Peterson, Duvall, Soler. The most significant prospect they gave up was Bryce Ball, who did not have a very good year in low A or high A or wherever he is. And they hung on to all of those big-time prospects that they still have coming up. Christian Pache. Drew Waters, uh, there are some pitching prospects. Like they're going to just keep churning this thing. They're gonna have to re-sign Freddie Freeman. But I look at I look at the Phillies, I look at the Mets, and I just don't see. Like I I, I don't I don't see how it gets better for either of those teams. And then I, I, I mean they're they're gonna be competitive. I'm not saying that they're not going to be. They're just gonna. They have some serious holes that they need to fix. And then, you know, with the Nationals and the Marlins, it's like a matter of how long is it going to take for those teams to actually... Because Nationals, (laughs) it's probably going to be a few years for the Nationals to get back up there because they just started the rebuild. So when are the the Marlins finally going to arrive?
2: I think sooner than people think um, because they're not... They 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 could make a splash in free agency. People have talked about it. Like they might go after one of these big guns, shortstops, and pitching wise. At least starting pitching wise, they're already good enough. I think at least talent wise, it's there, and you'd only expect them to get better. Uh, bullpen, they have a lot of work to do, but that's I mean, no one tries on their bullpen when they're not in contention. So I get that. Um, but I, they got some young guy. They got a lot of young guys offensively that haven't performed that well yet but as long as a couple pan out with a couple free agent signings and then if they are in it at the deadline you make one or two moves for uh, more bats and all of a sudden you have a good lineup and uh i mean i think it all starts with starting pitching which they got so that's exciting and they are i mean during that covid season like i know it was sort of fluky but you got to give them at least some credit for that <laughs> and Fine. they want it and they want a postseason series too
0: yeah, they did. They won a playoff series. So, nevertheless, I mean, the Braves have set themselves up so nicely. They could they could resign Freddie Freeman. They still they have the opportunity to add too. It's not like they don't have any money. They have some money. They just have been kind of they've been very uh, selective with how they spend it, and that's a good way to be.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you have to. You can't just. Throw everything out there, um, and just hope that it sticks. You, you don't have that luxury. Maybe the Dodgers and the Yankees do, but you you can't just treat it like it's monopoly money and uh, just throw everything at the wall. because you're you're going to hurt yourself for many years if you do that. And they've been very good at not doing that and keeping their payroll um, within reason to where they can still improve and also retain certain guys that are. Worth retaining
0: on the Dodgers' side of things. Is there anything you want to add? I mean, we talked about how it's hard for them. It's hard to keep going and doing what they have done. Why do you think the Dodgers are not playing in the World
2: Series this year? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, they're they're extremely. Uh, it, it shows how extremely difficult it is to two peat, three peat. Well, I mean, here just two peat. Um, And I do think there is something to do with winning the World Series last year. I think that has a little bit to do with it. Even though it was a shortened season, you put a lot of extra stress, especially on those arms. Um, They have dealt with... Well, actually, I
0: think that it may have been... I'd say it was harder last year to win. Because when when you're a top team like the Dodgers, short season, expanded postseason, you didn't get to host any of those postseason games. And... They had to play an extra round of the playoffs. They had the whole COVIDness of it—no fans ever, until the championship series. I, I think I'm more impressed by how they won it last year than how I, if they. I mean, I think every championship carries the same weight, but I was the fact that, like you said, it was it was really hard for them to do. It takes its toll. And we're going to the postseason now nine years in a row. There's going to be a little fatigue. No kidding. Uh,
2: I also think that as much as um, it might have hurt a team like the – and it can, this can swing both ways, but it might have hurt the White Sox that they played in such this uh, weak division all year. And I thought the White – I mean, although I think the White Sox are going to be good for a really long time, I thought they were – uh, even though I did pick them to beat the Astros, I um, that was mainly I, I I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but um, I, I I I think that they they weren't as good as people thought. Like in that division, they should have won 100 games, no problem. I mean, they're playing with I think four subpar teams or four of the bottom half teams. Uh, but then you look at the Braves, and it kind of benefited them. Even I mean, their division was more competitive but it was it wasn't a gauntlet like the like the nl west or the al east for sure um maybe it helped them post the dodgers who had to go hard all year and win 106 games and still not win the division i mean the giants and the dodgers were neck and neck the whole time and like that was it was a stressful season for them because that one game playoff has an extremely high variance to where you could pull up a triple a team and have them play. If you want to say the Dodgers, the most talented team play the Dodgers and that triple a team could win 10 or 15% of those games. I mean, it's, it's not, um, like a 16 seed versus a one. Like it's not that outlandish for it to happen. Like, yeah, they're going to have the advantage in the game, but, you know the the Dodgers well, Atlanta were...
0: Atlanta got home field because they won their division yeah
2: uh i i mean that, that might have played a difference i mean
0: i, I think i think Atlanta was going to win the series regardless i yeah. i mean they're just they're playing better baseball than anybody right now and you know we'll we'll talk world series in a little bit but yeah i just think that like what you're talking about the difference I think with the with the White Sox and with the Braves is the fact that since the Sox got off to such a good start, the division was over pretty quickly. So they had several months where it was smooth sailing. And I I, I won't get on the Sox for their win total because yes, they're playing the AL Central, but they they lost a lot of key guys. I think that if they had Robert and they had Jimenez the whole year, and then there are another a bunch of other guys, they lost goal before they traded him. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't lost, you know, and these are key starter guys. Adam Engel was out for like the first half, and he's a starting outfielder. If they had like Worked a healthy, on. yeah, if they just had like a normal healthy team, they'd probably win a hundred games easily. Mm-hmm. But the problem probably still exists because with the White Sox, I think it's two things. One, you basically go the last two, three months of the season with very few series that mean much. It felt like the last meaningful series was with the Yankees back in August with the Field of Dream series. Whereas the Braves, there was a little bit, there was the fact, uh, one, that they peaked late in the season, and two, that there were those teams that were pushing them. At the top, even though it wasn't overly competitive, especially at the end, the Braves had to they're basically playing playoff games in June where it's like, all right, we got to win these games. Otherwise, we might they might sell off our team like Mm -hmm. these are even though they weren't winning a lot of them, they were doing enough to stay in the hunt. So I think that's that's the key difference. And well, obviously, White Sox need they have a lot of self-inflicted wounds on the base pass and in the field as well. It's not a White Sox podcast, but I think this is a good point for us to transition to talking over with the AL side of things. Can
2: I add one more thing? Yeah, please do. The, okay. Cause this is probably the most insightful thing I'm going to say all day. I feel, this is the <laughs> thing I feel the strongest about. Um, two things with the Dodgers. Firstly, this one's quicker. It's, I, I don't get how, like, I mean, what Matsick did was incredible, but, the dodgers in seventh inning of game 6 is like all that's wrong with modern baseball. You have runners on second and third with no outs and you're down 2. I mean, you got to get you got to get two in really, but you got to get one. Like there's no way that can't happen and you have Albert Pujols who yeah, he's not the Albert Pujols of old, but he knows as much as anyone what his job is there and it's to get a ball either on the ground or into the outfield. And he failed to do that. And then Steven Souza comes up and fails again. And then I know Mookie struck out too, but it doesn't matter. However, he produces his out. So that's, that was, a uh, as a baseball fan, even though I'm not necessarily, I wasn't really rooting for either team. That was kind of frustrating for me to watch as I mean, great pitching obviously, but that's just really, really bad. And then, and I I know it's easier said than done, but still, you know, these guys are professionals that you got to put the ball in play there. That's got to be your only priority. But I think the Dodgers lost this series and on game two in the eighth inning. And I think they lost it because of Dave Roberts. And I don't, I'm not a big like bash manager guy. And I'm, I think he is a really good manager. And I think he made a lot of great decisions during the series, but, um, Some decisions that you make can cost you or haunt you and be extremely uh, impactful on the series. And I have no idea why he did not leave Trinan in for one more inning. He threw nine pitches in the seventh. Why? I don't care if you have... uh, I mean, well, maybe if you have Mariano Rivera, it matters. But whoever, like, if you have an all-star reliever, and Urias is a starter, but if you have an all-star reliever if you have someone who already is getting the job done and getting the job done well, and Trinan's like an elite reliever too. And he threw nine pitches. Why open that door to a question mark? You never know what's going to happen when that bullpen door opens. Dave Roberts got way too cute. He brought in a starter Urias in the eighth inning. Yeah. He did great out of the bullpen last year too in the world series. I get that. And that I understand that that matters, but that was way too cute. It wasn't game seven of the series. Uriah still has to make, I mean, probably two more start, two starts this series, at least the game four start. Um I know that pitchers throw bullpen's on those uh, that that day that he pitched, the third day in between your five-day rotation, but game pitches are different than bullpen, no matter what anyone wants to say. I just don't get why he went to him. It was way too cute. I, it, it was like the thing I felt most passionate about before he even got hit hard. I just don't get it why you would do that and overcomplicate things. Either go straight to Jansen, bring in another reliever for all I care. Um, I thought it was a bad move going forward in the series. Yeah, I, I love bringing in Scherzer. I know it might have hurt them going forward because he – has the arm fatigue, but I love bringing him in in game five in the ninth inning because yeah, you want to go down with the best guy pitching. I don't care if it's a starter or not. I get that it's game five, you lose it's over it's game two here. I understand that every game matters, but you have to think big picture and just pitching him there out of the bullpen made no sense to me going forward. And then it also blew up in their face for that game. And I, I love good strategic managerial decisions, but sometimes you just do too much and you try to get too cute and that's exactly what happened and I think that was the turning point in the, the series right there and I just I I couldn't disagree with that move more and I, th- I just think it was terrible
0: <laughs> well I will add on to it I agree with you I just think the thing I would say is like Dave Roberts said and Albert pointed this out two weeks ago or a week ago and he's like when it came to using an opener in that game five against San Francisco. Wasn't his decision. Wasn't his decision. So I I feel like as I was watching this, I felt like they give Roberts a script that he can't really deviate from a whole lot. And I think that's bad because we saw a similar strategy in... can't remember if it was game... Maybe it was game four? One of those games in Atlanta where... The Braves, they open the game up with uh they 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 use the opener strategy and then they bring in Drew Smiley and they use Drew Smiley in the second inning. And as I'm watching that, I'm thinking Snickers in, improvising on this. If Smiley's doing well, he's a guy you can leave in there for a few innings, as he did. If he's not if he struggling a little bit, well then maybe you go to a, a different guy for the length in that game. Um and that's what I think you need to let your manager do. Your manager should be able to let, I mean, let adults make decisions. Let Dave Roberts make decisions. Dave Roberts has won a world series and I know that they, he kind of was brought in to kind of be what he is. And that's not really a big X's and O's guy, but I'd like to see him get more opportunities. And I guess we don't know for certain what he is doing and what he is not doing, but, Yeah, I think that then the other thing I want to say, in terms of like not putting the ball in play, you know, Mickey and I talked last week about small ball and how the game's moved away from that and how we should bring it back to some degree in terms of strategy. Well, Eddie Rosario got thrown out over the weekend. It was the first time a guy had been thrown out this entire playoffs. Base runners were 26. Of 26 on stolen base attempts so why on earth in i can't remember which game it was there was a game last week trey turner gets on in the first inning trey turner should steal if no one's throwing these guys out take the extra base go for it especially when you got the speed of trey turner and when you just see little things like that i think that makes the difference between winning
2: and losing especially with two outs and two strikes i know um I know we all love Alex Rodriguez, but (laughs) (laughs) on ESPN, he, um, you can caption that one on ESPN. Uh, what? I don't know. One time that I happened to be listening to him, um, calling a game. He said that he would tell Derek Jeter if he had two strikes and two outs steal, because if you get thrown out, okay, great. I get a reset. Um, it was two outs anyway. And if you steal a bag, now you're in scoring position with two outs. I, I, like, I don't get why people don't steal more, and that's something that St. Louis did really well during yeah. the win streak. By the way, like, I mean Tommy Edmond was incredible at that, and they they won a lot of games, three or four hits, and I mean, it's important. And I, yeah, you're you're completely right. And uh, it, and hey, it, it,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my A-Rod <laughs> impression. Uh, you need <laughs> to steal. <laughs> <laughs> if you got I, two strikes on you, you need to steal.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like, and, um, whoever made the decision that it should have gone to Urias. Like that's who should like, that's who messed up making the decision. But ultimately like Dave Roberts is the manager. Like he can override that. And like, I I don't, I, and, and I know people like, yeah, I know Urias has been incredible out of the bullpen in his postseason history does not matter he's a freaking starting pitcher and you need yeah. him to start games going forward yeah and you i think they lost two games with that move oh not they just did. one
0: <laughs> yeah because then they bring in your right you they bring in urias to start and he didn't look the same right. like when he came back on short rest after throwing that bullpen who knows what's going on with him psychologically mm-hmm. physically whatever what's to- my
2: initial take like why are you doing this? You're hurt. You're you're not setting yourself up to succeed going forward. You have to win four games. It's not a one yeah. game thing. It's
0: not an elimination game. If it's a game 5 or a game 7 yeah. or a, a wild card game, by right. all means, necessary do what you got to do right. to win. But you got to play the long game in a best of 7 series. Now, should you be a little aggressive like, you know, Albert didn't like the decision to pinch hit for um who was it? Ian Anderson.
2: In the fourth,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I hate this. Well, you know what? It it, it could have gone horribly if, mm-hmm. if, if uh, Adrianza didn't get on base, didn't deliver a hit. I think it was Adrianza. If it doesn't work out there, yeah, the Braves are in trouble. But you know what? They still got a game seven if it doesn't work out. So, like, you can also be aggressive in a way like that with a lead um it ended up working out so well though and they ended up winning that game Mm -hmm. i want to get over the al side i don't have as much to add on the al side i just didn't think it was that interesting of a series um it ended
2: it it started fun and then it just uh well it, it reminded
0: me of like a a modern nba playoff series where it's like yeah it was a six game series but they took turns just blowing each other out, winning by 15 and they had like one or two good games. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like, cause they, they score so much. And I think the thing that I, I wasn't surprised by what we saw, cause Boston, Boston's defense did them in. We knew they weren't a good defensive team and God bless Kyle Schwarber, by the way, can we just like Kyle Schwarber, This guy was a catcher throughout the minor leagues, throughout college, throughout high school. He gets up to the show with the Cubs, and it's like, oh, well, we want him to play. We'll stick him in left field. All right, so Schwarber's got to learn outfield at the major league level in a high-pressure situation when the Cubs are going for a pennant. Then, now fast forward, he somehow transforms himself into... A competent outfielder. I wouldn't say he's like an amazing outfielder, but he, he's competent. He doesn't, you know, he, he's got a solid arm. And now he gets traded and he's got to learn first base with a month left in the season. Like the, he just picks up first base. And by the
2: way, it's not that hard.
0: <laughs> it's incredibly hard. <laughs> good, good. Moneyball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, tell him wash. It's not yeah. that hard. It's, <laughs> it's incredibly. incredibly hard. Hard. Oh no, it's it's not that. <laughs> is it hard or difficult that he said it?
2: No, it's hard. He goes. Yeah, incredible. he's like. Yeah, he's in, like. It's, it's incredibly incredible. hard.
0: <laughs> By the way, Ron Washington had a heck of a series. Oh my before. god, <laughs> he's, he's icing that arm. <laughs> I saw him when I was out in Oakland like five years ago, and he was with the A's at the time. That was kind of like his first stop after Texas. And we were on the field watching batting practice because we had a connection um, out there. It was awesome. I also talked to Joe Girardi that day. Uh, but anyway, Wash is just kind of like floating around. Like guys are getting taking batting practice and stuff. And Wash like turns and he looks uh, like Wash. And then he just like nods his
2: head like, Yes, sir. He <laughs> <laughs> seems like just the fun, like old energetic dude to play for like he's like he's not you you can feel the disconnect like as he's like the generational disconnect but it's like fun (laughs) and cool at the same time i feel like if you played i mean i have no freaking idea i've never i've never met the guy i've never played from but that's just the impression that i get yeah It, it like the disconnect is fun and like almost makes the connection better if that makes any sense i was
0: just thinking i been mean, like no i think you're right i think that he's a fun uh, the reputation on him is that everyone loves him right people people love him they want to play for him he was well liked in texas he's been well liked at every other stop that he's had um so it was cool that he went back to oakland for a little bit and then i i was thinking after i said i w- I said it just the way billy bean does in Moneyball, I'm like wash and then he's just like he, he, he nods like he, he's probably heard it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, Kyle Schwarber, I actually, by the way, I said there was a time when Anthony Rizzo was out, and I was like, you know, Schwarber makes a lot of sense at first base. Like as a, If he's going to play a position, I think he can play first base. I don't think that's too hard of a move to go from catcher to first base. But, you don't want to make the guy do it with a month left in the season when you're playing high pressure games, and that's a critical position where you can't be making that kind of change. And he had, you know, early in the series he made an error, and then later he made a, a play, and he gave like a sarcastic, like, "I'm pumped, yeah, I, I did it, I got it." And then um, I just felt terrible for him. And what it was, it game game four game there was a game 5 there was a there's a pivotal moment and it felt like that inning really shifted the series because uh there was a there was an error at first base and then the Astros ended up scoring like 7 runs in that inning. The game was tied 2-2 and I I think that we had an idea. Yeah, I mean Albert and Arrestus disagreed with me, but Boston was not a good defensive team this year and while they have some guys who can pitch, I I liked Houston's pitching more than I like Boston's.
2: I still think Boston overachieved, yeah, all across the board this year. I don't. I think if you run the simulator, um, I don't think they're going to win ninety games. And I I, um, I I mean, them beating the Rays is. Well, that was. Uh, a- that blew me away, and I know it's five games, but even st- like, I, I hate the variance of the five-game series, but yeah. still, I thought I thought it was so unlikely. Um, I know the Rays were beat up, but Boston pitching-wise just doesn't, I mean, like, because Sale's not Sale this year. He's not ready. Right. And uh, I know Evaldi steps up in the postseason, so he's, he's legit. He is. Um, he's- and Rodriguez is, you know, he's above average. Yeah, he's good.
0: Um, Matt Whitlock was the top reliever. Like, right, that guy, right. He, he was who, uh, good, but
2: who showed up? Pavetta. He really showed up. <laughs> <laughs> that was nuts.
0: <laughs> I'm in a group text with so many Phillies fans. Like there are four or five Phillies fans in this group text, and you know how Philly sports fans are. You know they're they're very passionate. They're very emotional. Very and... understanding. <laughs> Very, very tender and warm-hearted as well, for that matter. No, they just like they're just like this is unbelievable. Gabe Kapler this year, Nick Pavetta, like what is going on? These guys really hate us.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Oh man, gosh, it would that if you're you're like what went? Wait, is it just the logo? Like what is it? It's got to be something. I mean, is these guys go to other places and they figured out well
0: i want to just say when stephanie came on the show the phillies went like seven and one the next eight games after that and that that night was the game that they were down seven nothing and came back and beat the cubs and it's like what are the odds stephanie comes on this show as like the philly representative me as like the chicago guy and it felt like a, a pivotal uh turning point for the Philly season. I remember texting Steph about that like about a week later. I was like, yeah, by the way, they're like seven and one since you came on. And she's like, we can take credit for that. And (laughs) she's like in the, in the future, they have another funk. I can come on the show and turn the season around. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. That's wonderful. And then they they fizzled out just like she did. You know, kind of like, like, Come come on. <laughs> well, I, I Stephanie's great.
1: I, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: you can't throw these survivor like bones at me and not expect me to take them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, this felt like I,
0: I had Astros in six. I think it ended up catching up with the Red Sox. And then the other thing, like you mentioned that race series. What are the odds that? you're going to have a play like that where it bounces off the center fielder goes over the wall like and the rays if that that was the rays would have won that series had it not been for that play i truly believe that you might disagree i don't
2: uh they would
0: have won that game they would have been up
2: i don't uh, agree or i don't agree or disagree okay Yeah, well,
0: nevertheless, like they had a lot play into their favor in that series. Mm -hmm. There was just a lot of weird things that happened, such as that. And then, yeah, I mean, they overachieved. They had a great year. I don't know what they'll be next year. I mean, we'll see how things unfold this offseason. But I think there were two. I looked at the AL late in the season. Well, I guess I should say when I looked at who was in the postseason, I was like, I really only see two contenders. I looked at the Astros and I looked at the race and, you know, I, I thought I was hoping that the blue Jays could get in because I felt the blue Jays had the potential to really shake up the power structure in the American league this year. Um, but we'll have to wait and see what they do next year. They
2: will. They'll be, they're going to be around.
0: Well, that's going to be a tough division. I mean, I don't know. What do you do if you're the Yankees? Like, how do you, how do you move in that division? Do you just start planning for the future? Because they're Figuring probably not out. gonna do
2: that. I mean, they're with the financial resources they have, they can be in the hunt, but it's gonna be really hard for them to be the team. I don't think they'll be the team for a long time, but they can at least hang in there. Um
0: yeah. So, I mean, the Rays aren't going anywhere. Blue Jays are are not going anywhere. So, nevertheless, I mean, props to Boston for doing what they did. At the same time, though, I did not really care for the story of either team because, like, you got the Astros, who we we know their history. Do we then... want
2: to go down that path? I have, I have kind of
0: an opinion on that. But... Okay, okay, one second I... on that. Then the other man, the manager of the Red Sox, like you got Boston fans who are chanting FL Tuve and other obscenities. But the Boston manager was a big part of planning that stuff with Houston. So, That's about f-
2: half of what I wanted to say. It's right hypocritical.
0: <laughs> it's like So it's yeah, my thing was a
2: kettle black. <laughs>
0: yeah it's like that Larry it's like that Kirby enthusiasm gif of Larry David where he's kind of looking like both ways and he's just kind of like, eh, I don't want to be a part of either side yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I don't like are are you still super anti Astros?
0: Well, I try not to be anti anybody. My thing with the Astros that I want to say is I think that what they did was a disgrace to the game. At the time, my way of handling them would have been to ban them from postseason competition for two or three years. Like they have in college sports, you can't compete in future postseasons for what you did in the past. Unfortunately, or fortunately for them, that did not happen. So we kind of have what we have, and they've shown that they're a great team even when they're not cheating. Now, we'll find out. I mean, could they still be cheating? That question's always going to be asked. That's going to stick with these guys for the rest of their careers. I mean, that's just in the organization itself, and that's a a price they're going to have to pay. I'm not like, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm anti-Astros. I don't want to see them win the World Series after what they did, though. And the one thing I would say in terms of if you're looking for like, silver lining if you're someone who is anti-Astros. Look no further than Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker, and that, maybe you have different thoughts on Dusty Baker. You have as the wrong guy
2: here for this one.
0: <laughs>
2: so Dusty Baker... Because I'm not rooting against the Astros because of sign stealing. I'm rooting against them because of Dusty Baker. <laughs> and I don't think you should like him either. Okay. I is think you because... ruined, ruined some arms on your well, guys'
0: It was a long time ago. We we forgive and forget.
2: I don't, I don't know. Okay, I
0: that's, see, there's the difference, Ryan. You're more <laughs> of a fan than I am. You're more of a fan of a team, and I'm more of a fan. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of, like, stories and, uh, yeah, news, interesting stuff happening. So I think the story here is Dusty Baker, who, yeah, you know what? he He made some mistakes in terms of how he handled bullpen and made decisions with the Cubs. And the Reds and the Nationals, for that matter, too. Like, he hasn't been the greatest in terms of decision making, X's and O's, but he's always been a great clubhouse leader. And his reputation around the sport has always been that he's a first class gentleman, good guy. Stephen Brault had a good story on the Chris Rose rotation. Stephen Brault, of course, a pitcher on the Pirates. And he said, like, he saw Dusty Baker at like a hotel bar or something like one time. And Dusty was like, Stephen Brault was like, oh, my gosh, it's Dusty Baker. Steven's a huge fan of baseball history. And he's like, oh, Dusty Baker. And Dusty's like, I know who you are. You're Stephen Brault. And he's like, what? Really? Like, how do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> Most people don't know who I am. But uh, he said he's just an awesome, great guy. I disagreed with Dusty's kind of spin he put on people booing the Astros. I, I i disagreed with that early he's in an
2: impossible situation um yeah. we can joke about how the astros had to hire him as part of their punishment <laughs> <laughs> that was a big big one for us for a while um but like hit the clubhouse thing like that matters and people don't realize that like having your big leaguers wanting to win for you matters. And people don't realize that. And they're like, well, they're perfect pros. They should want to win whatever. I mean, I've never been part of the pro clubhouse, but this even trickles down to little league stuff. Um, When there's lack of chemistry and you don't respect your coach, like it's different when you want to give blood, sweat and tears for your coach, it makes a difference. And everywhere he's gone, that has happened. And that matters. And it can be the difference um, in a tight series or over the course of a season when thing when margins of error are this small. It can be the difference, and that matters. And there are a lot of managers in baseball that don't have that. So he deserves credit for that. He really does. Yeah. And that cannot and be said enough.
0: That's So to see him win a World Series – after all these years, and you know, we we mentioned he's been everywhere. Like he managed the Giants with Barry Bonds and Jeff Kent, and that's mm-hmm. like almost like that feels so long ago. Like mean, that's that was my introduction. That's my to, life.
2: Like that's the beginning of my <laughs> life.
0: <laughs> that was my introduction to him. Was a 2002 World Series with Son DJ. Uh It was a bat boy, and he was running out to pick oh, up God. the bat. And then <laughs> yeah, it was a play at the plate. Yeah. Um, but Dusty's always been like high class individual, good guy. So I would be happy for him if he won a world series. I think that's a good story in terms of like the rest of these guys. I think it's kind of like, I want to see how the rest of like, I want to see how the next five years play out. Cause if they're still like, yeah, they had a great year this year, no doubt. Um, But if they're still putting up the kind of numbers in different locations because Correa is going to be on another team next year, then I think they're going to be able to uh, clear their names a little bit. Maybe not clear their names, but validate their performance and validate themselves. At this current moment, I'm not super amped up about the Astros being in the World Series because I think they disgraced the game. I don't really want to see them there. But putting on like my Observe objective observer had on they were the most complete team in the AL unless you want to talk about the Rays. but Mm they're built best for the playoffs of any team in the AL and uh, they belong here I guess is what I should say
2: outside of their infield it's really new blood yeah Um. that Kyle Tucker's a beast yeah like Tucker and Alvarez Brantley wasn't
0: there in 17 yeah it's
2: not fair to these guys you know and I like you. Pitching team, staff is entirely thing.
0: new aside from the colors.
2: Yeah. It's it for Granky too. I mean, out of all people to be thrown in that situation. <laughs> um you like the the biggest reason why I'm not I, I can't I really dislike Korean and L2 of A is how they handled it afterwards. Like they did oh, yeah. not do themselves any favors, like um, Altuve just beating around the bush is terrible. And then Correa like throwing insults back at the Dodgers and telling Bellinger like to shut the F up. And so, like, well, how about so Verlander? He was another one. Well, he, what do you mean?
0: Well, he was another one where he made like a joke when he was, uh, I can't remember where it was like the it was like an Astros fan fest or like a banquet or something. He made some joke and it was kind of like, screw you guys for thinking that. You know, we cheated. And it's like, well, you did. Like, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I just want to say Justin Verlander all of a sudden has an uptick on his fastball when he goes down to Houston. Like his his trajectory shifted pretty quick. I I mean, we saw this before with Roger Clemens. That's all I'm going to say on that.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> I'll yeah. leave that where it is. I don't no. think we need to add
0: anything. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I just think that, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's there are a few individuals that made the situation much worse. If they could have handled it a lot better, like a lot of people would have been able to not let go, but they wouldn't be getting booed as badly as they were. But at the same time, I mean, watching that Boston series, it's like, well... uh, but is just as big a cheater as those guys were doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're still cheating they could still be who knows but yeah we'll move I, on I, anyway we got an exciting yeah. series coming up here world series um Braves
2: and the Astros what are you looking for in this series Ryan uh, I think pitching will be the determining factor because I think both offenses are great um uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think more of if it's going to be more on the starting rotation or the bullpen. I think I think it's going to come down to starting pitching um, because I think that's where the most variance could be. I think with the bullpens, <laughs> Braves bullpen is like sneaky good. Yeah, it is. Astros I mean, is, is like
0: is it, uh Luke Jackson didn't look too good, but then Matzik came in and cleaned up the Yeah, that but mess. Luke
2: Jackson's had a phenomenal year.
0: Yeah, he, he he has. Yeah,
2: and Will like Will Smith's not like dominant shutdown closer, but he's like definitely above average.
0: Yeah, I think they also trust him more than they left last season trusting him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: no <they're> kidding. <laughs> um and then like the the Astros, like both teams <laughs> aren't that deep in the bullpen, but they have enough at the top to where in the postseason they're going to be fine. I think. Um, but I think it will come down to rotation. And I think it's, I think it's going to come down to your three and four guys. I think, you know what you're going to get out of, uh, freed and Morton for the most part. And I think, uh, I think, you know, what you're going to get out of Valdez. Um, what's the, I, I saw an article and I forgot to click on it. Is McCullers out for sure? Or,
0: I think he I am not seeing his name when I'm looking at his probable starters of the game. So let's run through the probable starters here. Game one tomorrow night, Morton versus Valdez. That's all that's out, I think, right? No, I see a little more. This is CBS Uh sports, so it could be maybe they're speculating a bit, but no game two, Luis Garcia versus Max Fried. Garcia hasn't pitched well in this postseason. He's like one and one with an ERA over nine. Uh, we've got game three, Ian Anderson versus Jose Urquidy. Game four,
2: game four, wait. Hey, game three's battle of the changeups.
0: Yeah, that was game three. Game four, Odorizzi. So I don't see McCullers here. It doesn't look like good for McCullers. I guess we don't think there's a... Yeah,
2: Yeah. Odorizzi went to to high school like 15 minutes from me. He went to high school in town my dad grew up in. And nice. uh, this, like, just, just, like, I, I know people probably already know this, but this guy, like, broke hitting records too. Like, most of the pitchers in the MLB were freaking studs at the plate too. Oh yeah. He batted leadoff, and he hit like, he broke the uh, like record for home runs around here, and it wasn't even close. Like, he was he, he was insane.
0: I, you know, you you bring up mention first of all. That's really interesting that you bring that up about the pitchers hitting and we've talked about this on recent episodes and i'm sad that we just had our final nl series ever like when there's with true national league baseball rules we're going to most likely universal dh era most likely beginning in uh in march of next year but Having said that, uh, the the real interesting – so they, each side has lost a starting pitcher. Astros are probably going to be without McCullers, but I don't think there's a final word on that. I'm not seeing one. So, oh, no, two hours ago, Lance McCullers Jr. will not pitch in the World Series. He just announced. That's from uh, Astros beat writer Chandler Rome. Well, that hurts. That does. And then the Braves are without Oscar and Noah. I think McCullers is much more important to the Astros than Inoa is. And Enoa had a great year, and is another guy who can hit in terms of pitchers. Um, so it looks like Game 4, the Braves really all, all they can do is go to another bullpen game with Chavez opening it up is what they have on here.
2: I, How much do you think the NL... AL thing. and I think we should talk about this a little bit at least considering it might be the last time we ever can talk about this. Yeah. Um, I think that usually the uh, World Series gives slight advantage to the uh, AL because they Okay, I think it's different this year.
0: Is that because now the Braves can play all four outfielders?
2: That and that that because I think the Braves are going to be fine. Like I think they the difference between their third and fourth hit, like, I don't think it's that big a deal now that Houston kind of has an issue though, with, um, what they're, they're either going to have to sacrifice bats, a bat, or they're going to have to sacrifice like defense. And, uh, I, I, I think, I mean, I, I think they'll play Alvarez every game. I can't see, I, I don't know how you don't. Um, but yeah. Uh, so how would their outfield be?
0: Um, Brantley, Tucker, Alvarez.
2: Have any of Have any of them been playing center? Am I Am I missing something here? No, I don't think so. Who's been playing center? Who's the other guy there? The um, (laughs) not Myers. um, Oh, um, let me. Yeah, I'll pull this up. You got to cut this part.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> We're transparent. We, you know, we, we draw some blanks sometimes. Yeah. Astros. It's like Lewis or Myers or something. I don't know what I'm. I don't know.
2: Hey,
0: I feel like, unless I had a weird dream, like I may have had a weird dream of Kyle Tucker playing center at some point. Miles well, Straw. He's
2: the only one I think that really can.
0: Are you talking about Miles Straw? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought for some reason, I thought they traded him. He was on my fantasy team earlier. This year.
2: All right, maybe didn't even make the.
0: Yeah, so yeah, they have an interesting decisions with their outfield. And then I was thinking about the Braves because last week, once when Soler came back, it was like which guy do you sit because you could sit Duvall, but then it's kind of like who plays center? Are you gonna put are you gonna and Duvall's you got
2: a really sneaky good to fielder or the fielder fielder. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> you were saying defensive player and fielder. Yeah, he's uh, a fielder. He,
2: there's like um he's not gonna make like the flashy play or whatever, but he's he is like an insanely good arm. And like he doesn't he makes every play that he needs to make and then he goes a little bit more. Like he's actually a really good fielder. Um he he uh he came close to winning some gold gloves when he was with us and I I, I mean I'm happy to see him doing well. Um, Yeah, yeah. so
0: last week it was like when Soler came back, it's like you don't want to take Jock out, but Jock was so great off the bench where you can match him up against whoever you want. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, it's like, well, he's so hot, you want to cool him off and sit him down and then put Soler back in. But you also want Soler's back because Soler was probably the best hitter out of those outfielders in the second half once they get them all. So that and you know what that's what I'm going to miss is like you had to make tougher decisions in the National League like you just did yeah. and now there are some AL hardos that are really like oh you you don't want pitch, pitchers hitting in these spots like that's that's exciting to you and it's like I like the strategy and the thought process that goes into it I understand why things are changing and why it's going to happen and we can't do anything about it but I will miss them having to make these decisions. It does play extremely well in the Braves' favor, though, to have a DH in this series. Because you can now DH Solaire, and you don't have to miss any of those bats. And so now you're basically giving them an extra bat in that lineup that doesn't really need an extra bat when you've got Freeman, Swanson, Albies,
1: and Riley. It uniquely Riley. helps
2: them, and then it really yeah. is going to hurt... I mean, lucky. Luckily for the Astros, um, they only have to play three on the road, and I mean, all likelihood is this game, this series ends in Houston. I mean, one would think it might not. Someone could win this in four or five, but most likely it's going to end in Houston for Game six or seven. Um, but they they're, they're going to have to. I mean. Uh well, <laughs> Dusty Baker's gonna have to make some decisions in Atlanta <laughs> as far as, um, you know when he when he gets that lead, is it going to be time to make the defensive changes, or is he going to leave the? When's he going to go offense or defense? So uh, you know what, he's he's gonna have to earn those wins in Atlanta. He's gonna have to make some decisions.
0: So. <laughs> when was the last time he was managing a postseason game in Atlanta? Do you know the answer to this? I, yes, I do. It'd be I just Cubs, thought of it.
2: Right? Yeah, 2003. Okay. And they also, I, did look, I mean, like, he's kind of got this monkey off his back outside of not winning the World Series yet. Um, With the Astros, I mean, he's obviously done very well in the postseason, but before that, he made 11 postseasons, and he got bounced in the first round nine times. And there were some pretty colossal collapses in there. <laughs> Um, He collapsed hard with the Nationals once. He collapsed incredibly hard with both the Reds and the Cubs. Um, Honestly, I think the worst collapse
0: was 2004 when the Cubs were in the spot for the wild card and they ended up missing the playoffs. It was like a week left. They had a significant lead and they missed the playoffs. I thought that was the worst collapse out of any Cubs collapse in my lifetime.
2: I mean, I don't know. Diving into the regular season, I don't, I don't. don't (laughs) Right? No, it was it
0: was two years back to back that were absolutely horrible for Dusty. Is it the fact? I mean, I think it's easier to manage in the American League. I do. Oh, it
2: definitely is. You don't. Yeah. So is that
0: something that plays into Dusty's favor? This is the first AL team he's ever managed.
2: I hadn't thought of that till this point, but it would make sense. It also. yeah, you don't have to easier. make
0: those decisions of pinch hitting.
2: Yeah, and you're also uh, even even NL managers that make the right decisions get crapped on. Yeah, because of they should have done this or should have done that. Like AL guys don't have to deal with that as much. And like, yeah, that matters. All right, all right.
0: Let's talk about our picks and let's wrap things up. So I am going to go with the Atlanta Braves in seven games. I think okay. The Braves are going to win. It's going to go down to the wire. They're going to win it in Houston. and uh, I just think the Braves are playing the best baseball right now. We talk about some of those pitching matchups. I like their bullpen more. I think they, both teams have the ability to score a lot of runs. I think the Braves also have an advantage, as you mentioned, just the, the DH, like having this uh, interleague play of a mix of NL and AL rules, I, I do think it benefits the Braves, as you mentioned. And uh, it just feels like something good needs to happen to the city of Atlanta. So I'm going to go with the Braves in seven.
2: I, uh, I also feel like it's uh, it just feels all right for them right now. It just feels like everything's clicking and I'm going to go with uh, my, my final answer is Braves in five. Braves in five. Wow. Because I think it's going to be really hard to win in Houston. And I also, I really feel like the Braves are going to get this and they're going to have a sense of urgency and Houston's starting pitching is why I think Atlanta, um, I think they can win one of the first two. And then I think they can take all three in Atlanta. Yeah. But um, my, my final, my final prediction is anything other than Braves, like my, my, I'm saying the Braves will win and I'm saying that it'll be in five games. Um, so if it's anything else, like I was wrong, but I I think if the Braves don't take this in five, the Astros will win this in seven. It'll either be Braves in five or Astros in seven. Uh, the Braves are going to have to win that game five in Atlanta, If it goes back to Houston. Um, I think they're going to end up walking away with it. So I'm going to go Braves in five. And if that doesn't happen, it'll be Astros in seven, but, um, it'll be Braves in five. So,
0: no, I think that makes a lot of sense as to what you're talking about. And I, I personally hate that we have the 2 3 2. Like, I would rather go 2 2 and then stretch it out. You have a couple travel days, 1 1 1 1. Yeah. I know that they don't want it to take longer than it should, but I would rather have a couple extra days where there are no games on than have this format where, yeah, you win one game on the road and then you get three straight at home and you could just take the whole series on in there. And then.
2: You could also still have the same. I mean, like, there's no reason why you can't. You don't have to take an off day for travel. No, they used to, like, every game played at night. There's no, like, day night stuff going on here. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Atlanta to Houston isn't far. Like, that's. How long a flight do you think that is? Hour and a half? Two at the most. Yeah, I'll look it up. Continue with your thoughts. I
2: I, I, I just say that, like, uh, just do the same thing. Uh, have have off days in between two and three and five and six, but just to do two two one one or two two one one one, and just don't have an off day between four and five. It's even if it was L A versus New York or L A versus Miami, like, it's not the worst thing in the world to have to travel like that. Both teams have to do it. I don't. I mean, they travel all year. I don't. I don't think it's that big a deal. I mean, obviously, it's we'd rather not. But I think. Uh, I mean, like in a perfect world, we could all portal to wherever and we'd do this one 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 one. But that's now we're really uh, getting unreasonable. But. <laughs> so, Delta
0: can get you there. Shout out to T Bird. Yes. Delta can get you from Atlanta to Houston in an hour ten. They're flying. Private jet, they yeah. not, they don't have the stress of having to miss a flight or whatever. Like we're all gonna get on the flight. They got a private jet. It's only gonna take an hour. Like we could one hundred percent have no travel days. I mean, hey, you know, if we want, it's probably good to have a couple out off days, stretch the series out. You know, give your some of these pitchers a chance to rest. But yeah, we that would be that'd be great. I now if you're playing seattle against miami as a world series which will probably never happen in our lifetimes (laughs) but um i mean that's where i would see yeah you absolutely need to have a travel day because that's a, a a very very long way to go but in this case this year not 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 a very far way to go
2: yeah i mean i um i think they do it during the regular season i don't i it's a um although it is more convenient this, I mean, like going for, like if we were uh, like, uh, like, Oh, I was telling you guys like to make this pitch to the player's board or whatever. Like if me and you were actually like making a pitch, like distance won't matter because it has to have like consistency going forward. Right. So although it is convenient. Um, even if it was Seattle, Miami and, you know, part of our pitch could be, this won't happen anyway. So why does it matter? <laughs> but if it did, <laughs> I mean,
0: I, well, New York to LA would be a tough one too.
2: Yeah, which they want to happen every year, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I mean, it, far worse things have happened to teams. Travel right. Life, so. Okay, uh, last thing I want to
0: know, who is going to record the last pitcher hit of all time? I guess we might not. It might not happen I just again. Said, can
2: I look up who the last guy to do it was?
0: Yeah. You know what? You
2: know it would be perfect if it was Zach Grinky.
0: It would be. That'd be pretty sick.
2: I would. I. W- would definitely well, get ahead if he be, was though, there. because they're gonna. Otani's gonna. And someone else in the future will do it too. Like Otani's gonna. You oh, can still, right. You're still gonna be able to forfeit it if you want. So. No, I absolutely.
0: I, I meant in terms of like this... The traditional this, way, yeah. The traditional way, because we got Michael Lorenzen and Otani and there are going to be more guys like that in the future.
2: Right. Yeah, no, you don't awesome.
0: have to actually predict it. I'll, I, 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 I'm will i going to say Max Fried. That
2: would be awesome, because is one of the best.
0: Okay, Max Freed is my pick. Max Fried was a really good hitter at Harvard-Westlake. Okay. Uh, and... Yeah, I mean I think he actually hits decently. Like I, I let me uh, who cares? People don't care what Max Fried's batting average is I'm at this point. Okay. You you all look it up? <laughs> I'm already on I'm on his baseball okay. reference.
2: Isn't baseball reference awesome? It's amazing. I love it. Uh standard pitching. We need hitting.
0: Standard hitting. <sighs>
2: uh he's had a hot. High- 126 at-bats in his career, and he's hitting 214, so that's definitely yeah. respectable. That's,
0: that's actually pretty I mean, good. That is that is really good for a pitcher. So, yeah, that's my pick. Max Freed. Max Freed is going to get the last like, interleague hit from a traditional pitcher spot. I'm going to go my, cranky just
2: because that would cranky. be the best way for it to happen. It would be cool, so... Yeah, Granky's always won at the 10 and 10 in his career. I think he has nine steals and nine homers. I think (laughs) he's, well, I was going to say he's going to get a hit and then steal, but that doesn't work that way. So (laughs) never mind. (laughs) Well, okay. Not
0: to, we got to wrap this up shortly, but I will say, I I think we should, I think postseason stats should count to your career totals. Yeah, I do too. Like the they should count even more <laughs> in regular season. It's important. I don't care if like a guy has five more home runs because he hit him in the postseason. Like, good for him. That should they, count. He
2: did it. I mean, I mean, he earned the right to. If you're someone that hit five home runs in the postseason, you're probably a part of what your team made in the postseason. Exactly.
0: That's exactly right. So that's that's my last thing, Ryan. This was a blast having you here. Yeah. Uh, would you like to plug anything while you're here? any parting uh, words
2: nah freds 2022 i don't
0: know <laughs> go alina uh, go alina <laughs> hey there we go got college basketball coming up i'm <laughs> yeah, sure yeah we beat
2: penn state i don't know anything about college football but uh, uh i'm pretty sure that was unexpected
0: <laughs> it was very unexpected yeah we talked about it yesterday it was a, it was nine overtimes it That's was great. uh it was pretty sweet it was awesome to watch yeah so and then here we go we got college basketball season coming up soon i'm sure we'll have you uh check in at some point during the season um and maybe we'll talk some mlb offseason stuff for that matter too
2: yeah i'd love to always all right
0: Thanks thank you ryan me. that concludes our conversation and our episode of the jack vita show today great time talking with garrett great time talking with ryan And uh, very excited about what we have coming up on the podcast over the next next couple weeks. So make sure you guys are all subscribed to Jack Vita Show so you don't miss out on our college basketball preview. The T-Bird Cooper episode that will drop tomorrow most likely. And lots and lots of other stuff. We'll have an MLB. We'll have a World Series wrap up. And maybe we'll talk some World Series if it's still going on at this time next week. All right. Until our next time. Oh, and follow along. Follow along at Jack Vita Show on social media Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube.com slash Jack Vita. And then uh, Facebook is also at Jack Vita Show. So make sure you guys all follow along, subscribe to the show, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Lots of great content coming out soon. And until our next episode, I'm Jack Vita, bringing the dancing lobsters.